So the other day, I'm making my way downtown, and I noticed... Were you walking fast? I was actually driving the appropriate speed. and uh, But I found myself looking off to the side and looking at these logos and these signs on Gay Street and in the Old City. So I wasn't driving fast, but perhaps I you know, should have been paying attention to the road. So I stopped what I was doing and said, you know what, let's save this for the scruffy stuff. I said, let's, let's have a podcast where we talk about the best logos in downtown Knoxville because there's a lot of cool ones out there and there's some that need maybe I'm not going to say they're bad but maybe need a little bit of work and so that's the topic of today's discussion the best logos from downtown Knoxville businesses I am Ryan Willis downtown reporter at Knox News joined by Brenna McDermott growth and development editor at Knox News and this is the scruffy stuff a podcast about all the news happening in and around downtown Knoxville and brought to you by KnoxNews.com, where you can find everything we discuss here on the show and a whole lot more. Knox News relies on support from readers and listeners to provide you compelling stories from Knoxville and across East Tennessee. Subscribers get an all-access pass to all of our premium exclusive content. And to become a subscriber, it's easy. Just visit KnoxNews.com slash subscribe. See our latest offer and sign up today. First category uh, I have on my list. I don't know if you have the same order as me. Brewery. Um, what are your thoughts? Best brewery logo in downtown Knoxville area. Ryan, if I were to tell you, close your eyes and imagine what a really crafty bastard looks like. I can't close my eyes. I have to be looking in a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> um. I love the crafty bastard logo. I think it. Really, it really lives up to its name. Um, it's fun, it's quirky, and it's got an amazing business name. Yeah, the guy looks a little pretentious, but not He looks like he's up to something. Yeah, I guess so. Um, mine is going to be Zool, spelled X-U-L. Ooh. I love the look of that logo. I've always said since Zool opened that I kind of got uh, like hip tattoo shop vibes from the whole place. Uh, with the couches and the and the sort of they have like these horror posters on the wall and their logo kind of incorporates that too. You got this key with this skull, this kind of tattooy looking uh, text. They're a little edgy with the beers that they do. I feel like it fits the brand. So Zool is going to be my top pick for a brewery logo in and around downtown. They scream like hipster haunted house to me, and I'm all for that. Yeah, they have an awesome killer clown from outer space poster on the wall, but you have to go like around to the bathrooms to see it. So. While there are plenty of breweries around here, and actually I had a hard time with that one because there are a lot of really cool brewery logos, um, but there's one that stands out in my mind um, that's not so great. And I'm going to say, could use a little bit of work, Fanatic. Mm-hmm. It's Now here's the thing though, Fanatic is a beer that is, uh, I think they pride themselves generally in being pretty approachable. So nothing too, nothing too crazy, nothing too special. In a way, their logo kind of fits that. They're in a lot of grocery store shelves in a way that kind of makes sense, too, when you look at that logo. But craft beer, uh, especially in that part of town that they're in, sort of like in this like kind of, uh, I don't know, it's 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 an up-and-coming area, but it's still a little rough around the edges, and you have this sort of corporate-y looking logo. Um, you know, it just doesn't fit for me, but it's important to note, uh, Marty there also uh, worked with uh, Smoky Mountain Brewery in the beginning, so he's kind of used to this, uh, maybe this corporate logo look and with his beer, so maybe it makes sense, but yeah. not my favorite. 
maybe time for a refresh. Maybe, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Last Days of Autumn. Really? Okay. I don't even know if I know what their to logo me, looks like. The lo- well, first of all, the name Last Days of Autumn makes me really sad, and I don't necessarily want to go somewhere where I feel like I might be sad. Um, but I get Lord of the Rings vibe from, and trust me, I love Lord of the Rings, but it just looks a little bit dated. Yeah, it kind of looks like this is like the house brewery at Boyd Hollow. Or at, um, <laughs> or at uh, what's it called? Ancient, Ancient lore, lore, Last Days of Autumn's collab. That would be interesting. Couldn't be two more different concepts to collaborate, but I'm here for it. Um, but transitioning from breweries to bars... Uh, Brenda, what is your favorite bar logo? I think the logos that really stand out for me are the ones that put me in a particular place or time. And when I see this bar's logo, my mouth starts watering for a Mai Tai, and I imagine Mm -hmm. myself sitting at a tiki bar with my toes in the sand. Turn Club, I think, has one of the best logos in downtown Knoxville, and truly matches the interior and the vibe of the bar. I agree with that. They're uh, Ryan and Jocelyn's fly by night logo. On the other hand, I don't know. It doesn't totally scream seventies to me, but I love the color scheme in that, the Brown and the yellow. It's kind of that, that seventies uh, vibe that they're going for. So they're very smart with their logos and how it matches their brand. I'm going to go with jig and reel. Um, in addition to just the logo, I mean the whole presentation of that, sign and the logo and the building and the art i mean everything is so well thought out there as far as branding the place as a true like you know scottish not irish uh oasis in the old city kind of and and the logo totally matches that i mean you got the sort of the uh, the plaid colors the reds and the blacks i think there's like a a a bagpipe incorporated into the logo as well and so uh there's no second guessing what that place is going to be looking at the logo uh you know just on the surface what the logo looks like you know exactly what you're in for and the place matches that uh to the t so love 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 that logo but a logo that i do not love so much it's actually a logo and a brand that i'm just a little confused by hannah's cafe mm not a cafe that, that I know of. It's uh, more of a, uh, I mean, it's it's a bar. It's a club. For one, the name doesn't make much sense to me. But the logo, just a big H. Huh? That's what it should stand for. Huh? What is this place? Uh, just a big H and the yellow. It looks like it's like a faded yellow color. Um, you know, but it's been around a long time. And I think people associate Hannah's with that logo. So, you know, whatever. But just because it's been around a long time doesn't mean, you know, it's iconic by any means. I mean, some logos have been around for a while. You don't want to switch them up. This one could use a refresh. Maybe there's a history there that we don't know about why it's named Hannah's Cafe. Future Knox Maybe. News article. Maybe a, uh, yeah, somebody send that to me and then I can put it in my mailbag. I'm asking right now. I guess I, yeah, never mind. I guess, we, okay, I'll just answer it in the next mailbag. I'll try at least. We'll see. Um, I think this is one of the most exciting, cool brands we have in downtown Knoxville. I'm always, my brain is confused by its logo. It's Postmodern Spirits. I don't even know if I could tell you what it looks like. The words don't super align and there's they're kind of see-through. I just think you look all around Knoxville bars, you've got Postmodern Spirits in like every bar in Knoxville, it's one of the most ubiquitous brands in downtown. I just think it needs a little bit more powerful branding. 
Yeah, you would love this Facebook group I'm in. It's called The Real Crime Is That Kerning. So maybe you would. <laughs> I feel like maybe Postmodern Spirits needs to be in that one. Totally. The way you're describing it. I'm looking at the logo right now. Let's see. Postmodern Spirits. Uh, yeah, maybe put him in the. Maybe put him in the. Uh, yeah. It is a little funky. Anywho, um, I want to mention one, by the way, just because, you know, we're on the podcast. We can do what we want. I'm going to throw in another option out there that is one. It's a bar, but I could not decide if it's a love it or it needs some work or it's a hate. I don't know how I feel about it. And while we're talking about it, I just want to bring it up. Urban Bar and Corner Cafe. Another cafe. Another cafe. This one's kind of a cafe. I actually just had food there this past weekend. Surprisingly good chimichanga. Ooh. Um, anywho, the the it's it's like this dive bar, right? You can smoke inside, but it has this kind of like curvy, pretty font and these pretty like pastel-y kind of colors behind it. Which on the surface, like that's not what that place is, but also that place is just like a weird melting pot and nothing really makes sense in there, like in a good way, like in an endearing way. So in a way, I kind of like it too. So I don't know. What are your thoughts on the Urban Bar logo? I'm wondering if maybe it keeps outsiders away. You know, I feel like it's a very like restaurant industry bar. It's sort of for that niche group of people and maybe having a little bit of a confusing brand keeps just randos off the street from coming in. I'm not in the restaurant industry, so I guess I'm one of those randos. Didn't I keep guess me you away. are. To me, it just intrigued me. But anywho, uh, love that place. Not sure how I feel about the logo. I'm leaning towards I like it. But anyways, uh, moving on from bars, let's talk about restaurants. Although specifically, I say we break that up into fine dining and casual dining. Fine, you know, use your best judgment here for what fine dining means. Because mine is not exactly fine dining, fine dining, but I, apparently it's going to be moving in that direction. Let's do bad then good. I'm doing bad then good on this one because my bad one for fine dining is going to be Copita. Not a big fan. What was it? I told you this earlier. You said it kind of looks like what? Papyrus? Kind of looks like a little papyrus thing going on. Doesn't really scream like, hey, this is a place in a hotel where we're going to sit down and have a nice meal, perhaps with some tablecloths after dark uh, room service to me. It kind of screams like more like a I don't know, like a quick service kind of sandwich shop sort of. I don't know. It just doesn't seem to fit necessarily the brand. And there's nothing special about it except for the stylization of a big K, big P. Uh, Nothing else really going for it. I think this is an example of as your brand evolves and your concept changes, your logo and your look and your feel has to evolve with it, too. I think it was a fine start. And now that Copita's expanding, moving into Embassy Suites, just feels like Time to elevate that a little bit. Right. And I have to say, and we're going to get to a whole section on this in a bit about the best display of a logo, thinking about, you know, how it looks on signs and how it's displayed around town. They just slapped that Copita over the Knox Mason, it looks like, on the on the yeah. uh, balcony there at the hotel. And that just, I don't know, it looks weird. Knox Mason looked like it was supposed to be there. Copita does not. But, you know, there's a bunch of artists in that family. Maybe they'll touch it up pretty soon. Sorry, I'm all confused now, so we went bad first. Yours, bad, you're not bad, needs some work, fine dining logo. I think this restaurant deserves more because it's one of the best restaurants in downtown Knoxville, but it has, I think, one of the simplest uh, logos. Simple isn't bad. I just think sometimes when you're trying to attract new fans, it helps to have, you know, something a little exciting on your windows. It's J.C. Holdway. Yeah. Pretty basic logo. And and it's a classic restaurant. I get it. I just think 
this is a staple of downtown Knoxville. Maybe time for a refresh. Yeah. I think you said all about all there is to be said about that. It's I just, did. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Onto the onto the good. Onto our favorites. Uh, this one I almost put into my display category, but I have a really good one for the display category. So I put it in my fine dining. It's kind of a two in one, and that's going to be Vita and the Vault. Although I'm not exactly sure what their. I this, think you're kind of cheating by picking them both because they're totally separate looks. But they they share a sign on the side of the building, and if I'm just looking at that sign, the black and the gold is incorporated. There's like a you know one is in cursive and one is in one. I, I think they do a good job mm. together. Maybe that maybe that would be maybe you just planted an idea in my head. Maybe that's why I like it so much is because they complement each other. They're both very simple, both very elegant, but they can be simple and elegant and kind of you know portray their personalities different ways. Vita has kind of got that curvy looking thing going on. Got a little bit of cursive going on. Looks a little bit more. Uh, laid back the vault looks a little bit more straightforward stiff which it is uh you know the cocktail bar the black and gold just elegant i like Mm. it very very good color scheme and presentation my favorite fine dining logo is a new one i think it really hits home what this restaurant's niche is all about if you love oysters you're going to look at the Brass Pearl logo and know immediately this is the place I need to go. I really like the logo. There's a caveat to that, which we'll get into later. I think I know where you're going with that, and I'm ready to talk about it because I think I'm going to disagree with you on what you're going to say. So don't turn the dial. If you want to hear <laughs> Brenna and I go at it. Uh, over a logo. <laughs> over a logo. Stay tuned. Um, I agree with you on that. Uh, casual dining. You want to take that one? We'll, we'll go back to the best first. What, what's what's your take? I just think this is the cutest logo ever. It makes me actually want to stop in and grab a hot dog. It's Curious Dog Hot Dogs and Sandwiches. It's just the cutest hot dog and bun. You kind of turn the corner on Jackson and all of a sudden there's this adorable little hot dog shop in front of you. I just think it's precious. So um, I'm looking at the logo now. And I do like it. I like it a lot. Here's my problem, though. You mentioned you come around the corner on Jackson and you see it. I never see it. That's the thing. Mm. I feel like it's kind of like it's that's one place I feel like I forget about is even there because I don't feel like that logo is on display. You got a cool logo. Make it a little bit more prominent. Better sign, maybe. Yeah, I think the problem is, too, it's in the JFG building and that's kind of got its own sign. It's in, Yeah, it's got its own sign and its own thing going on. That kind of takes away the attention, perhaps, from the curious dog. But. Fight for that attention, curious dog. Slap a weenie on the side of the building. Light it up. You know, do something. It's a, it's a cool it's a cool restaurant. Deserves uh deserves some more attention. Um, mine is going to be Petro's Chili and Chips. Uh, one love the color scheme, the red, the green, and the yellow. Underrated color scheme. Love the fact that it's got the black outline on the letters. I feel like that really makes it pop. But it's very simple, very classic, just like a Petro's, uh, as it used to be called, a petroleum belly, is. It's nothing too special. It's just chili and chips. Let me congratulate Petro's on the best marketing and branding decision ever, which is no longer calling it the petroleum belly. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. That's where you and I differ. There's two different types of people in this world. So if someone just came up to you off the street and said... You got to try this petroleum belly, man. You would be like, yeah. I'd call the cops. I think there is something <laughs> wrong with this person. You're right. Um, but no, I, I like that logo. It it represents what it is. It just looks kind of funky and plain. And yeah, it's a, it's a Petro, all right. 
Well, I can think of a casual dining logo that needs some work that isn't even here yet. Are you intrigued? I am, because I don't, I don't, what could that be? Oh, I have an idea. Go ahead. If your niche is coffee and brunch, yep. a monkey doesn't have a lot to do with that. <laughs> That's true. I take umbrage with the Frothy Monkeys logo. I think for its coffee brand, it's kind of cool, just like it's circle with a monkey. Right. But I don't know, that doesn't scream brunch to me. That's that is true. It does, and you're exactly right. I think that does make sense for, uh, like you said, the the coffee logo. Maybe you need to put like an egg, uh, a scrambled egg in its hand or something, or an omelet. Well, and frothy monkey makes me think of like a monkey that's foaming at the mouth, like has rabies. You ever see Outbreak? The movie I Outbreak? didn't, but I've seen like Cujo, where the yeah. dog has rabies, and right. Anyway. Yeah. Um. Now, I will say, look at this logo. Here's like an alternative logo with red and yellow. That seems a little more brunchy to me. Red and yellow? Oh, red and yellow. <laughs> Classic brunch. brunch. <laughs> you, know, you got Ruby Sunshine's red and yellow. I don't know. Things makes me think of ketchup and eggs. Maybe the presentation is going to be more impressive than just the logo. You know, maybe they've got some cool designs, signs planned for the Crest Building. Well, let's hope so. Um, mine is... This is the the easiest category for me to pick my answer. Uh, the worst, and I'm sorry, I'm going to say worst this time. I know I said need some need some work. I'm going to go ahead and just say worst on this one. Soccer taco on Market Square. Uh, first of all, I don't really get how it's a sports bar or it's supposed to be a sports bar. It just seems like you know, kind of like a like a you know more like the casualist of casual uh, Mexican American type place. But I guess, you know, it's like you can't just like slap like every like sports ball you can find onto a logo. Call yourself Soccer Taco and think you're just going to get away with it without getting mentioned on a podcast. I just feel like somebody had to say it. Soccer Taco logo just doesn't make much sense to me. It just looks like random sports things with the word Soccer Taco on it. It doesn't make much sense. Sports go sports. You know, maybe maybe it's just the concept. It's weird to me. Maybe. I mean, I guess for the concept, great logo. I just don't get the concept. Therefore, I don't get the logo. Anywho, good guacamole, though. Now that we're done with our drinks and our food, it's time for us to go to a show. Entertainment venues. <laughs> Let's talk about them. My favorite logo. I kind of cheated again because this is a bar, but I usually go to this bar when there's a show. So therefore, I'm going to I mean, it's our podcast. Again, we can do what we want. I'm going to say Preservation Pub. It is. Probably a divisive logo. I think a lot of people would not agree with me. It's just the building with like people in the windows, and it looks kind of like it was made on paint, uh, Microsoft Paint. Um, but I think it, I think it captures what Preservation Pub is. It is a just a building. There's people just randomly dancing to music. There's a flamingo on the roof. It's kind of it's all dark. It's kind of a dark building with people dancing and a flamingo on the roof. Weird. Doesn't make much sense. It's just kind of plopped down in the middle of Market Square. This little uh, drunken oasis logo kind of represents it. You're looking at me hmm. like you disagree with me. Hmm. You don't like the logo? I wouldn't say it's my favorite. Well, what do you have for entertainment venues? Like that or the Mill and Mine? No, no, no. What no, do you have? No. This logo is one of the best ones in downtown Knoxville. It grabs my eye every time. Bright neon colors. Simple design that even if the words were different, you could look at it and know what's 
down there. Knox Box Karaoke. I think they've got great branding. Yeah. Bright colors, a little the little microphone. Knox Box is in a box. Come on. Oh, I never even thought about that. Jeez. You're in the wrong field. You need to be in marketing or just logo designing. Uh, the blue and pink, I like that. That That's specifically because, I don't know, you just don't see that. What? take that back the only other neon sign on gay streets blue and pink and it's uh it's fat tuesday but it's just still it's a cool color combination blue and pink i like it um all right worst one i don't even know if this one counts but it's just i'm just gonna say it it's the knoxville civic coliseum auditorium it's an entertainment venue and nothing about that logo looks entertaining i think it's like the city logo though part of it it also know. needs a new name yeah Knoxville it, Civic Coliseum and Auditorium. What even is that? You know, it's just terrible. I know. It's just, I mean, I guess the logo matches what's inside, which is a little bit of a disappointment because <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, it's just old and concrete and not much going on there. But I don't know. If you're going to be old and concrete, you know, do what you can. You can't fix that. You can fix the sign. You can do something cooler with the logo uh, and make that a place that you know people are excited to go to. Um, yeah. Worst one for you? This one needs some work. Because there really is no branding or logo that I can ever really see Emporium on the hundred block of Gay Street. It's an event space in a different way. You're not there, you're not going to concerts there. You're going to weddings or art exhibits, right. gallery openings. But I know someone who's getting married there this weekend. I've told multiple people. They've said, oh, is Emporium that one place on Gay Street? And these are people who know downtown Knoxville. So I just think you got to put yourself out there a little bit more with your branding if it exists. I can agree with that because I didn't even really I didn't even know they had a logo. Do they have a logo? I think it just says Emporium like white letters on the building front. But it's such a prominent space for weddings and things like that. You got to go in on the branding a little bit more. I agree. That kind of goes along with me. This is uh, I was going to mention this one later on, but. Uh, Dazzo's, same way. Great pizza place. Cool interior design. A lot of cool stuff inside there on the walls, the posters. Uh, just says Dazzo's across the front of the building. And it's in a part of a part of downtown that doesn't get much attention. You got to make yourself stand out down there. I mean, they've been there for a while, so I guess they're doing good. But you know, the plain just logo just yeah, not doesn't do it for me. Um, now this is the interesting category because. Uh, we're going to talk about, and, and you have to consider the logo in this one, but also the main thing is you, we're going to talk about the, the, the display of the logo, how, you know, this logo is put on display downtown. You talked about it earlier, like Knox box, right? It has this bright neon sign and it pops. I want to talk about the display. So, uh, best display for me. And, um, this is right up there. I'm going to put it up there with Tennessee theater and Beachy theater. Wow. Not really, but kind of just because it's like it's it's the downtown grill and brewery sign off the side of the building. It's a green vertical just says like downtown. I know you can't see my hand motions listeners, but grill and brewery and it's iconic. It's one of like the first, uh, you know, one of the first in the, in downtown's revitalization, one of the first uh, restaurant hangout beer spots that, um, you know, helped revitalize downtown. A lot of people gathered around once people started moving and getting interested in downtown and that sign just kind of comes off the side of the building and screams Knoxville. It's very simple. Uh, plus, pair that with woodruffs across the front of the building. You got woodruffs and this cool sign coming off the side. It just seems like this is like the place to be. It seems like a gathering place. I am a huge fan of the look of the Balter Beer Works mm. letters. Okay. I think they're just really classic and 
stunning and when they're lit up they just really grab your attention i just love the look another place that you know we talked about dazzos is just playing across the building and you know how that could be to its disadvantage because that's a part of town you don't get too much same thing with balter but they've they've done it right i mean you don't you don't sometimes you forget about that area down there especially with the broadway viaduct having been closed and so you got to have good branding and they've definitely accomplished that um on the flip side um I can't believe I'm mentioning this on, on another podcast. Uh, Marble City Market. Um, although we've talked about the display of their logo before. Um, for one, the display is bad because, you know, you're coming over this viaduct. And you, you can't really see much. There needs to be something down there. And they have a little sign down there and like the little grassy area next to it. But it just needs something that grabs my attention more. And part of the reason I think it's so hard to grab people's attention is because Marble City is in such obvious, bolded, regular font, and market is just kind of like written like an autograph, scribbled, and also I, I don't know. It just doesn't. All I see is Marble City when I'm all down there. I don't know what it is, and it's not really lit up that much. And Frank and George's bar is lit up, but it's not really, you know, unless you get pulled down that block, I'm not even going to see that sign. Um, and also, I think that sign's a little bit weird too. It's like a weird red and blue neon kind of color. It's just like it's like they just like pick standard red, standard blue like your red and blue crayons and put them together. And I don't know. Just not a big fan of the signage down there. Location, location, location. Yeah. Goes for buildings, restaurants, and signs. And signs. Signs got to be where people can see them. That's the point of a sign. Uh, Did you say yours already? No. This is the one we're going to fight over. Oh, yeah. Wasn't there another one we were supposed to fight over? I feel like we haven't fought yet. We're about to. I know, but I thought there was another one. This okay. is the one I'm coming back to from earlier. Love the Brass Pearl logo. Love the idea of a really cool detailed neon sign. The sign is too small, and I can't tell what it's supposed to be. And if you have eyes over 40 years of age, you can't see that sign. You can't read it. I don't have eyes over... Oh, wait. I don't have eyes over 40, so I can read it. But also, I feel like if people over 40 can read it. It's not that small, is it? You're talking about the one that kind of hangs like on yes. the... Yes. I guess the one thing that is weird about it is that it's at the end of Market Square. It doesn't face out. Correct. So that's... I guess it has that going against it. It doesn't face you know straight out. It's kind of you know to the side. But I don't know. It's, is it not... Does it, doesn't it light up like a greenish color? Yeah. It says seafood and oyster bar up on top. And then it says the brass pearl. I love the look of the sign. But it is hard to read when it's lit up. It's too small. It should have been like half a size bigger. And I think it would be a lot more readable. Can you but read rule number one of a sign is you have to be able to read it. That's true. Well, let's take a break. How about that? We take a break and we come back. Uh, we have a few more that we want to talk about. Some bonus entries. Uh, one each. Favorites. Yeah. One each you know what needs work so we'll come back we'll talk about that we'll also talk about see if we can maybe come to an agreement on any of these i don't know uh stick with us hey what's going on everybody this is calvin matchice co-host and producer of the scruffy stuff this year we are celebrating our third season of the podcast thank you so much to those who have been tuning in since day one the occasional listener, and even the first-time listener. We're just really glad that you're here. If you want to support the podcast even further, 
go ahead and hit that subscribe button or follow button on whatever platform that you're listening on. And while you're there, give us a five-star review and a comment and share your favorite thing about the show. We love to hear from our listeners. But anyway, enough of me. Let's get back to the show. So this is this is uh this is funny for me because I have a uh, logo that is in my bonus section that I think is the best overall logo, but I could not find a category for it. I mean, I guess I could. Which put is it, funny because you wrote the categories. <laughs> I could have put it in the bar section, but I wanted to put jig and reel in the bar section. So I guess I just kind of saved it because I wanted to talk about jig and reel. Um, the 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 choice is Knox Brew Hub. I think that is the best logo for a lot of reasons one consistency uh zach roscoe's all of his businesses kind of follow that same uh color scheme with the red and the blue and the yellow um but also if you know much about knox brew hub you know it's kind of got a loose transportation theme and so you know even like the 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 menu behind the bar kind of looks like a subway ticker and you have like a little like stop you know grab and go sort of food area and knox brew hub follows that same sort of theme where you got the red, blue, and yellow. They look like subway lines. And it's very simple. The three dots catches your eye, though, because there's the contrast with the black and the white. And, you know, very simple font, Knox Brew Hub. It's almost, you know, it's very easy to read, like something in transit would be because you have to read signs if you're getting around. And I just think everything about it just, uh, yeah, I think it's the best logo in town. I agree. It's one of those logos that really carries through the whole experience of being at Knox Brew Hub. And the whole idea of the business, I think, really ties in well with like being that stopping point or that connecting point between all the different great craft beers in Knoxville. I love it. 10 out of 10. Um, I think this is a brand that has national potential i would not be at all surprised if in a couple of years we see this brand expanding beyond knoxville uh, certainly into the south and i think it's a brand that does a good job of um illustrating the company identity but it's also just cool and hip and like i could see people wearing a lot of merch with this logo on it where are you going uh mahalo coffee roasters Trevor Bain, NASCAR driver, and his wife own Mahalo. And I just think it's a cool brand, very breezy, very California feel. I was just in there the other day, and they've got some really cool merchandise and cool colors. Yeah, a lot of potential. Oh, wow. The M has a wave on it. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You think that's the best out of all the ones you picked? I think it has the most potential in terms of like, monetizing a brand oh look they even have like a they have a secondary logo that's just the m mm-hmm. that's pretty cool yeah you know what? i think knox brew hub and mahalo are the two best ones we've said so far i hate to end on this note maybe we can try to end on a positive note because we still have to talk about bonus logos that need some work um, well why don't you share yours that needs some work because my final uh selection is so bad it's good okay kind of like urban bar situation right um you know, I gave a shout out to Prez Pub earlier on uh, being the best entertainment venue logo. Uh, I'm going to balance it out by saying one that needs a little bit of work is another West family bar, Tommy Trent's. Oof. Um, first of all, the cursive just doesn't really scream sports to me. I, I, I would I would expect you know there to be fonts similar to what you would find on a jersey or something. That's that's more that's more of a, a sports font. 
and it doesn't really scream sports bar, which of course it wasn't at first. It was a market house cafe. And so it's not really set up for a sports bar on the inside. And, um, I wouldn't think it was a sports bar just by looking at the awning. You have Tommy Trent's, you have a trophy, but the logo's background is yellow and the trophy's gold. And so it doesn't really pop and nothing really screams sports to me at all. I would think, you know, and there's enough orange around this town, but maybe something that screams a little bit more Vols or something that has like, <laughs> I, I think Soccer Taco's logo would be a great Tommy Trent's logo. It, it doesn't make sense for Soccer Taco. Maybe it makes sense for, you know, something like Tommy Trent's. I just need some more sports references or something to let me know this is a place where they're going to have the game on. Just doesn't seem to fit. My final entry is so bad, it's good. You get some retro vibes for sure with this logo. You can't mistake it though. As as old fashioned as and you know, nineteen sixties, seventies as it looks, when you walk past this logo, there's no mistaking it for anything else. Ham and goodies. I love it. This is on your way. We're on the bad. This side. is my so bad. It's good. Okay. Well, so we are ending on a positive. I do note. like this logo. Yeah. It's like retro fabulous. It's iconic. Never change. Ham and goodies. Yeah. It looks like they wrote Hammond and then they sort of ran out of room and they just tried to squeeze goodies on like a, on a smaller line. It's kind of squished together. I like it. Also didn't know that they actually served ham. I thought it was only a cookie place. I didn't realize they had other food too. So. I think of the downtown location, it's mostly just desserts. Okay, but well. there are other locations they have sandwiches. So they have ham and and goodies and goodies. Nice. No, that's a good one to end on. A classic. Ended on a classic. But the conversation's not over. We're not ending completely. We still want to hear what you have to say. What are some of your favorite logos from around town, and which of the logos do you think could use a little bit of work? There's a few ways you can do that. One, you can give me a follow on Instagram at Knox Scruff. Number two, you can join the Urban Knoxville Facebook group. Just answer three simple questions and we'll get you added to that private group. And you can start participating in the downtown discussion either by commenting on the podcast when we post it or sharing your own thoughts about the logos around town. And in the meantime, between now and next week's episode, if you want an alert every time a new episode drops, make sure you hit like or subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on to get those notifications. And while you're at it, leave us a review a five-star review if you could and let us know what you love about the show as always this week's episode has been brought to you by knoxnews.com head on over to knoxnews.com slash subscribe to see what offers we got going on and continue your support of local journalism today thanks for tuning in cheers cheers